Welcome back to the New York Gun Guys podcast. My name is John. My name is Taylor. We have producer Steve back in the room, in yeah, the house. In the hot seat. In the Hi, Steve. Half Welcome studio, back. In the half studio with us. Uh, guys, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere you can find a podcast. Like us, share it, subscribe. Taylor. Well, hi, John. Hello. Hi. I was actually going to say, before we get into the topic, um, you were saying, you know, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. I just wanted to address, we had a lot of interest lately on the Facebook page, Mm -hmm. a lot of new people coming in and a lot of new likes to the page. So I just wanted to say hello, welcome, thank you for joining us, thank you for checking us out. Um, I'm not sure really what's going on. I happen to, my personal thought is that people are really seeking out information, they're trying to, you know learn about firearms especially mm. there's a lot of new gun owners in yep. new york and i think they see our page and they see that we're a podcast um they listen maybe to yep. an episode and we're really approachable yeah we're not we, too we, serious yeah no we uh we went we're almost we almost broke 200 yeah, followers 200, right now man. on facebook which is i know it might not seem a lot to a lot of other people but for us it's huge oh yeah and um just this past month we got what like 40 something oh, more than it's like that, over man. like a day more than that and i don't know where everyone's finding us but that's awesome yeah. keep finding us yeah, and man definitely please share us around it's awesome listen to the episodes when they come out right um yeah i mean I don't that's s- something that yeah i just wanted to bring up first kind of like a little housekeeping thing uh yeah. <laughs> i just think it's great man it's yeah. really really awesome and yeah. um mm-hmm. you know we encourage people to post comment um you there know were, yeah there were some some posts yeah, and too. stuff that people made so definitely we love engaging with everybody so definitely uh like taylor has said in the past we want it to be more of a community not right. just a place where we just post, but where people can interact with right. us and talk to us. And and we're not going to zuck anyone for, you know, little dumb reasons. <laughs> if somebody no, posts or yeah. comments or something, you know. Yeah. We <laughs> uh we like to have fun. Yeah. So everybody else have fun, too. We, you know, we're lighthearted. Oh, but, yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's move into it. All right. Taylor. Yeah, John. What are we talking about? This is cool. Well... Yeah. We're going to be talking about the uh, Mini 14 today, mm-hmm. which we did touch on just a little bit yeah. in a previous episode, mainly dealing with, um, like, you know, assault weapons and quote, quote unquote. unquote, yeah, quote unquote assault weapons and how a Mini 14 in one stock is not an assault weapon, yet a Mini 14 in another stock is. Mm, um, yeah. So, but we really wanted to make a Mini 14 dedicated episode because the ri- they, they are rising in popularity as an alternative to an AR-15, a quote, banned state-friendly um, rifle that fires a two two three that you can get high cap max for, mm-hmm. low, low end high cap, uh, reliable, durable, used by military and police forces in different countries around the world as well, as well as here domestically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not an outdated design. Um, some people will say, oh, it's outdated. The AR-15 is the future. It's like, well, it's just different. You know, they ha- it has its limitations. It's, mm. it, it's, it's derived from an existing platform. Yeah. So that has its limitations. So, uh, John, we have Mini 14 here, which is your Mini 14. Yes. Which, um, since you are a member of law enforcement... Uh, can have all the wonderful goodies that other yeah. people can't have. So a right. nice high cap. What is that? A forty round mag. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I big long flash hider, pistol grip. Yeah. Um, but it could also be turned into a compliant gun. Right. Very easily, just <clears throat> yeah. by swapping out some things. Yeah. Right? I mean, it comes factory with a wooden stock. Right. Like a hunting stock. Yeah. The ran- they call it the ranch stock. Yeah. Ranch I rifle. mean, it's it's right. It's a ranch. Pretty much a ranch gun. Yeah. But, um, you can get a synthetic stock on it. It is yeah. pretty cool. Um, 
It is. It is definitely cool. And I mean, this thing just looks fucking mean. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I think of when I see it. And I know we've we done the episode where Stevie over here, like we showed him a picture of the Mini mm. 14 with like a stock right. like this. And then right. the regular Mini 14, he's like, That's right. the assault weapon, which. You know, it's only assault, an assault weapon if it's actually assaulting someone. Yeah. Well, you know, he, he was pretty much saying, well, you know, which one... I was like, which one's more dangerous? And right, that's The one was. that was all tactical, you know? Yeah, and, one like uh, this. They're exactly the same. Right, they're exactly as, the same as gun. As yeah. Um, you know, so I just... I mean, like I said, this thing just looks fucking mean. I yeah. just like the way it looks. For sure, for um, sure. You know, it's got a Choate stock on it. Uh, Choate stock? Choate, I can never remember how to pronounce that. Um, you know, it's a little old school, but... You know, it is definitely effective. Mm-hmm. Now, getting into a little bit of the history, John, um, it was introduced in 1973 by Sturm Ruger. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's a scaled-down M14 designed by James Sullivan, Jim Sullivan, who, for people who don't know, Jim Sullivan was on the design team for the AR-15 with Eugene oh, okay. Stoner. He was instrumental in scaling down the M14 platform for this because they the reason they brought him on board with this, just a little known history, which I believe it was covered in a Forgotten Weapons video with Ian McCollum, was they Jim Sullivan was brought on the design team with Eugene Stoner for the original AR-10. The AR-10 was a 308 platform, a 308 rifle, and it was scaled down to the AR-15 and 223. But you can't just take something and directly scale it down. It needs mm. to be worked on. Things need to be changed. Um, so that's what Jim Sullivan's job was. He was to scale down the AR-10 into the AR-15. So um, Ruger contacted James Sullivan and said, "Hey, we want to do this. Scale down, you know, the M14 into a .223." They got on board with it. Um, also, cost-saving measures, innovations. Basically, the the M14 has an investment cast heat-treated receiver and is mechanically similar to like the M1 M14 family of rifles. Mm. So also. There's many different versions of this gun as well. You have the Mini 14. The Mini 30. The Mini 30, yeah. which fires a 7.62 by 39, which mm-hmm. that's pretty cool, man, because... My dad has one. Yeah. 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 And, you know, with the compliant with the wooden stock yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, he does have one. It is very cool. He has the the stainless... What is it? Stainless steel Yeah, barrel? stainless. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's very cool. Yeah. It's very cool. It is. And it t- when, when it was introduced, it took advantage of all the cheap surplus ammo that was coming into the country right. in the 80s. So, I mean, a 30 caliber, that that's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would love... If I were to get a mini... You know, quote, Mini 14 right. or Mini 30. Yeah, I would yeah. probably get the Mini 30 mm-hmm. just because, you know. Well, the ammo's cheaper, right? Well, yeah, and I shoot a lot of the commie guns anyway, so. You already have it. Yeah, yeah compatibility is already there. Yeah. Um, so you have a couple of different variants also that were made over time. One is the Mini 14 GB government barrel. Um, it featured a pistol grip, folding stock, and a uh, 20 30 round magazine, bayonet lug, threaded model. Uh, threaded barrel and a flash suppressor that was for government law enforcement mm-hmm. one gripe that people had about Ruger was that they were really only doing certain things for government military they were only making high cap mags for the government yeah. or military law enforcement mm-hmm. they weren't selling them to the public mm-hmm. that's when people that that's a gripe that people had about Ruger was that they treated law enforcement civilians very differently mm-hmm. This was also at a time when law enforcement wasn't really equipped like they were today. They were still using revolvers. They weren't, you know, militarized, yeah. quote, so to speak. You know, I found out recently the uh, NYPD used to use yeah. Um, yeah, they did. Mini-14s. Um, 
what's it called? Uh, I believe they're ESU officers used to. Yep. And they still have them. I think they were supposed to. I, I heard rumor a, wa- a long time ago they were supposed to distribute like one or two to each command. Yeah. Um, to use uh, for like station house security purposes, but uh, never it never happened. I guess they. You know, the top brass thought it looked too military, <laughs> but um, yeah, they still have them somewhere locked up. Yeah, they replaced them with the M4s, yeah. if I remember correctly, which is actually, you know, I mean, look, everyone's going for the M4 nowadays, but, um, mm. you know, it, you could say that the M4 is a better platform, it's more modular, but, um, you know, there's still something to be said about the Mini 14. I love shooting the Mini 14. Yeah. I'm also just, I just did a quick. Uh, Wikipedia searches here. It says um, and Mini 14s were used by the New York City Police Department Emergency Service Unit mm-hmm. with the rifles eventually being replaced by the M4. Yeah. The NYPD's Organized Crime Control Bureau is armed with the Mini 14s and uh, they are also used with like California Department of Corrections mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, were used. Yeah. One thing that people like about the Mini 14 is that it doesn't look like a military gun. It doesn't look like you know, if you have a wooden stock on it, it yeah. doesn't look like... It looks like a hunting gun. Right. It, 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 you know, straight right. up. It so really does. getting into that now, other variations. In 1979, the AC-556, which was a select fire uh, version of the Mini-14. Um, basically, it had semi-automatic three-round bursts of full automatic fire modes. And, um, you know, it could accept high-capacity mags, had a bayonet lug, folding stock, you know, different things now like that. that. That gun looks awesome. It is. It's fucking badass. But it also could come in a fixed stock as well. It it was many different design choices. Right. So um, actually, the the AC five five six was adopted by the in French in in France. Mm-hmm. It was known as the Muscatoon AMD, where it was used by several government agencies within the French Interior Ministry. Now I wonder, can you uh, outfit a Mini fourteen? It's the same platform, just one selects fire and one's not. Right. I would love to do like this many 14 like that yeah you could get the folding stocks from they're not they're not cheap right. but you can get them and mm. it, it's a drop-in replacement yeah um which they, is they look cool. they look cool yeah look it really, is really really cool yeah they are they have like a little bar folding stock yeah. yeah there's there's a couple of different there's two different versions i believe of the folding stock for that um no one makes like a like a replica or a, i think a repro. they do yeah but you could find them i mean you yeah. could find original ones too mm-hmm. they're not cheap but you could find them is the original um the original uh, AC556 has a short barrel. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, I mean, they, you could get one with a short barrel. You could get one with a standard barrel. They yeah. were configured many different ways. Mm-hmm. And one, you know, a famous use of the, the Ruger AC556 was by the A-Team, you know. But a uh, little known fact, which I just kind of read about, so I didn't know it either. <laughs> but um, they used a semi-auto gun on the show, and then they added in the full auto sound effects. Yeah. So, um, you know, they outfitted a Mini-14 with the folding stock and everything, um, and then they added in the full auto sound effects after the fact. Mm. Um, so, John, in your opinion, you've shot AR-15s, and you've shot, this obviously, this Mini-14. I have. What are, in your opinion, because this is your gun, I don't have as much right. trigger time with this. I've yeah. shot this gun before. I don't have a lot of M4, uh, Mini-14 trigger time. Right. What What are some pros and cons that you might find between the AR platform and, like, a Mini-14? I prefer the Mini-14. Yeah? I feel like it's more intuitive. Yeah? Yeah. Like, you have... There's, like, a lot of buttons on an AR. Nah, there, really. there kind of is. I mean, you have you the have charging the... handle. You have the fucking... This has a charging handle. No, I know, but I'm saying the charging <laughs> handle, you have, what's it called? You have, you the know, bolt obviously release, the, the, the bolt release, drop. the mag release. Yeah. This is just like, this you has just fucking rip it and handle. go. This has a safety. This has a mm-hmm. mag release. I know. 
But they're here. Give me. Let me show you what I'm talking about. You're just saying that they're in. It, it's they're in like no, normal quote unquote spots. So like it's, you know, yeah. when you have when you have an AR, you have like buttons here and buttons here, and you have on you the know, sides. You have the charging or whatever right. the fuck, and then you have this. It's like a lot of shit. When you're looking at it, it's not as intuitive mm-hmm. as you pick this up and it's like I, I I can if I put this in Steve's hands at the range, he he know how to use it just. Because you know how to use yeah, it. Yeah, the one thing I do like about the Mini 14 is the rock and lock mags, much yeah. like an AK. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to that. And right. when you grab the mag, it's kind of like a beer can. Your thumb just goes to yeah. the mag release, right. um, which I do like. Mm-hmm. So um, other than that, I mean, I'm just used to an AR as well. So that, 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 there's, nothing all wrong. Those controls, there's nothing wrong with an AR. Right. But I just feel like... For example, on the Mini 14... I just feel like have, this is more familiar to well, other firearms than the... Yeah, than, more traditional, because you right. have the M1, the Correct. M14, right. the M1 rifle, the M1 right. carbine, rather. Um, so, for example, this, the charging handle's in a much more intuitive place as mm-hmm. opposed to on an AR. On an AR-15, it's kind of back above right. the receiver, and you have to pull it back. Right. This, it's kind of out more in front on the yeah. right, so... Yeah, I can know. almost feel like... Uh, if you handed someone an AR-15, they'd almost have trouble finding it if they didn't already know it was there. You know what yeah. I mean? But with this, it's kind of obvious. Okay, there's a hook here. Right. I got to, you know, oh, I can see. You could see into the gun. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, you, you can't see into the gun. Right. Um. So I just think it's more intuitive. It doesn't mean, you know, there's nothing, mean nothing wrong better. with it. it right. It's mean... just, you know, it's just an older design anyway. Right. But um, the trigger mechanism is also a direct copy of the M14 as well. Mm-hmm. So that's a plus, especially if you're an older shooter who's yeah. been around the block and knows right. more about the M1, who even used an M14 or an M1, let's just say, yeah. in service. Uh, the Mini 14 would be very familiar to you. I think this is, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've held any ARs, but I've, I think this is a much heavier platform. Yeah, it Definitely is heavy. heavier, which I Depending on the stock, I like. too. I mean, it depends on well, the, I stock. Mean, the stock. This is synthetic. It's light as hell. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the actual metal is heavy. Right. It's more forward heavy. This gun is a little more forward right. heavy. Right. Uh, which could help reduce muzzle climb yeah. as well. Um, I I also like the way it feels when you shoot it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember, geez, probably years ago now when I shot uh, one of your ARs. Um, you, you shoot it and like, I don't know, you can like hear the spring, you know. It's like, <laughs> it's just like one of those weird things that I just prefer the way this sounds the way it feels, it feels chunkier. It's personal preference, and yeah. it, it doesn't really make a difference. Right. Just shooting both. If you gave me the option, I'd rather shoot a Mini fourteen. Okay. Just for me personally. Okay. But I also have more experience with it with the right. Mini. So, you know, yeah, you kind of grew up shooting that. Yeah. Gun. So if I had an AR, maybe I'd prefer right. it a little more because you know, in place of this, but whatever. Man. Yeah, yeah, no. I I happen to like some things about the Mini 14 or you know the M1 style of family of rifles mm-hmm. um, over some things on the AR. Like I said, the charging handle, you could see what's going on. I mean, that also leaves the <laughs> you got to push the yeah, fo- yeah, yeah. Um, it, you know, it also leaves the top open to dirt and all all that other crap that can get in there. That's one detriment <laughs> of the M1 series of rifles. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um. As opposed to the AR, which everything's sealed up and it doesn't allow dirt and mud to get in. Um, but for the casual shooter, that really shouldn't, you know, be a big deal. Anyway, I'll take this back. Thank you. Yeah, there's just a lot more things to consider on an AR, I think. Oh, and, yeah. And, and for somebody, especially maybe even a new shooter, I don't even know about now because, like, if that's if you go to the store and the first gun you have is an AR, you know, you'll be very familiar with it, obviously. Yeah. But. Yeah, like I said, I think if if we brought somebody who's never shot a gun before, 
I'm curious. Like, I'm curious if if we brought Stevie to the range, which which would he prefer? You know, ooh, that'd be a good day. Yeah, Bring Stevie be cool. to the range and you know let him shoot like yeah. five dollars worth of ammo. Five shots, only five shots, Stevie. Yeah, nowadays <laughs> might even be ten dollars worth of ammo soon. Fucking like three rounds. I know. I know. Um, but I will say that um, that an, an AR is easier to take apart. Yeah, well, I mean, how do you, John, how do you take this gun apart? Do you remember how? Yeah. Without how? Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, is, does it come so apart like an M1? It's clear and empty. Yeah. Does it come apart like an M1 Garand? With the, uh, where, here by where the trigger comes out? Yes. Okay, same so. Same way. So, you right, know so how it comes why apart. Why don't you disassemble it? I don't know if I can without, uh, without, like, sticking a screwdriver in here. It's super tight. Oh, it's, it's one of those? Yeah, it's super, super, super tight. You don't have to Ooh. unscrew anything, but it's just to get it. Let me see. I have a screwdriver right here, I think. Yeah. So we're going to disassemble this gun um, for you here, live. <laughs> it's empty. But that's the first well, rule. got to make sure. But that's the first rule. Correct. Correct. Yeah, you don't fucking work. clean your guns? No, that's not true, bro. You that's not guns. true. Okay. The, the last time I shot this was, jeez, man, it had to be. Years ago. You were there. Yeah, years. And it had to be like eight years, no, six or eight years. No. Yeah, dude. I haven't shot this thing in a minute. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Yeah, so he's going to disassemble it. But um, basically from what John tells me, it comes apart like the M1 family rifles. The trigger guard on hinges, the trigger group comes out, and then the stock, I'm pretty sure, just comes out. So it's not a hard gun to disassemble, but because of how tight it is and there's a pistol grip in the way, that kind of, you know, messes things up. I have a smaller screwdriver. Oh, he's got a smaller screwdriver now. We're breaking out some of the other tools. But <laughs> this one's not too small. Uh, there we go. There we go. Let's let's get this going here. Too small. What? Too small? Jesus. I'm telling you, man, it's tight. I it looks tight. Hey. <laughs> hey. I, you just have to wedge it the right, right. way. Right. Yeah. That pistol once, grip looks like it, it gets there. in the way though, man. Of taking it down. Yeah. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Are, am I going to be disappointed, John? Are you not going to be able to get this thing apart now? <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, I mean, the pistol grip. Listen, the pistol grip does get in the way, obviously. Yeah. It's not, quote unquote, supposed to be there, but. Well, I mean, it could be depending on the model, you know. That's true. So. This is, uh, we need some Jeopardy music on in the background <laughs> for this. Oh, man, we're putting our audience to sleep. Ah, there we go. Okay, finally. All right, so the trigger... So the Listen, it's... You really have to... I've seen... I think I saw you take down your uh, M1 Garin mm -hmm. with, like, you just did it with your finger. Yeah. It's not... Like, it's not right. loose. Some like M1s that. are really tight. My M1s are a little loose. So that trigger group comes out, and that... Oh, yeah, that is definitely an M1... M14 trigger group. Exact, pretty much an exact copy, but it has the magazine release on the front of it. Yeah, this is an exact copy of an M1 M14 trigger group. This is the barreled action that comes out. Oh, yeah. And then the stock. So the stock just basically comes out, or the action lifts mm -hmm. out of the stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is definitely a um, derivative of the M1 family of rifles here. I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. It's got the, uh, the operating rod. Now, the cool thing about the M14, John, is that it, it has a simplified gas system. So the gas block just clamps around the barrel with four screws. It doesn't need to be right. pressed on. It doesn't need to be, um, it's, you know, it just has to be set in place and then screwed down, which is pretty cool. Um, that's one thing that they did from the M14. They simplified the gas system also, which is something that Bill Ruger and Jim Sullivan also worked on. 
Um, for anybody that wants to learn more about Jim Sullivan, he still, um, I think he's still alive. He actually does uh, firearms development now. He created a uh, basically a recoilless, continuous, uh, they call it constant recoil system for the M16, M4 family of guns where you could just fire it with one hand and it doesn't, it doesn't recoil. Basically, the bolt doesn't hit the back of the uh, the buffer tube, and it just keeps you know it, it it doesn't hit the back of the buffer tube, so it doesn't cause the gun to have harsh recoil. Mm, gotcha. So there's a really good video on In Range TV and Forgotten Weapons about it. Um, so he still designs firearms, and it's pretty cool, man. Mm-hmm. He also was responsible for the Ultimax and the Stoner 63, which are two iconic machine guns. Um, but anyway, getting back to the Mini 14, so. I recently saw, when I was in a gun shop about maybe a month or two ago, I saw somebody buying a Mini 14. And the prices on them have really gone up. And that's one thing that I don't like about the Mini 14 now, is that the price of them... But is that pandemic pricing? Yes and no. I mean, even before the pandemic, your, your pops bought the Mini 30... Right, and he paid what eight nine hundred for it or something like that. It was years ago now. Yeah, maybe like six seven hundred dollars. I think maybe seven eight. Yeah, seven eight. I think it was definitely more than that. Definitely did not cross into the thousand dollar mark. But but uh, probably like eight hundred bucks. When you told me that, I was like, ooh, eight hundred bucks. Like, obviously the the I don't even know where he got it. It might have been a place you and I both know. Not the really bad one, but we've been there. Okay. All right. Well. I was in I'll a, tell you off there. <laughs> I was in a gun shop uh, like a month or two ago, like I said, and somebody was buying a Mini 14. It was a yeah. stainless model, black synthetic stock, New York right. compliant, and it was $1,000. Wow. Now, yeah, and I'm like, holy crap. And this was kind of when the pandemic was, like, obviously the pandemic was in effect and gun buying was still crazy. Maybe you want to look up some prices of Mini 14s right if you could even find them now. Well, but, you want to see on Gunbroker. Oh, God, Gunbroker. Yeah, you got to look. Jesus. Um, but... The price of a Mini 14 a to me isn't yeah. really worth it at $1,000. A thousand, a thousand, a thousand. If thousand, you're, if you're yeah. looking for a compliant 223 rifle, is that what the, is, are there bids on that? Or is that what they're asking? 19 bids. 19 bids at $1,200? Yeah. What kind is it? Like, what does it look like? Does it have like a so fixed what, stock, wood stock? Yeah, it's a it's Okay. A Mini 14, Ranch 556, 18 and a half inch. Jesus. With a five round mag. Yeah. $1,200. Christ. That's yeah, the pandemic for $1,175 right now. Shh. You could buy it now for 1500 Holy fuck. Or you could bid 1200 Are you kidding me? A lot of money, man. And still got a day to go. Are you fucking 24 hours kidding to go me, man? This pandemic, the... bro. If anybody wants it, it's <laughs> on Gunbroker. Good luck. Have I fun. Wouldn't... This is my one problem with the Mini 14 in yeah. today's world. Because it's a niche thing mm. and because of... I mean, pandemic aside. Pandemic aside. Even, you know, it's a niche thing, and obviously... Oh, this one's going for fucking $1,400. What? Oh, my God. Holy this, shit. Let me just see this one. Have any... <laughs> but this is what I'm getting at. Oh, you can, God. for the same caliber, for right. the same, you mm-hmm. know, effectiveness, mm-hmm. you could get an AR-15, M4, M16 family yeah. rifle for much cheaper. Yeah, but, it's now, not, but it's not Exactly. A, right. It's not that. But, it, but are you just paying... What are you paying more for that you can't get with an M4? That's my gripe. You know, it's a very well, well-made gun. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is, if you want a Mini 14, you're gonna buy a Mini 14. If you want an AR, you know. Yeah, but but that, know, but that would be the only difference for te- that. Technically, in my unquote. opinion, for that price, it's right. not worth more than an M4. Here's a Mini 14. Oh, geez, this one has 27 bits. This seems a little more reasonable. Reasonable. It's it's a short. It looks like an SBR, mm. synthetic stock, folding stock. 
Right. It's like, well, it's got a synthetic body with a folding yeah. stock on it. One, two, looks like two 30-round mags, three 40-round mags, a 20 and two fives, 715. Yeah, it's probably not an SBR then, unless it says so in the description. I'm, I'm looking now. Okay. It's definitely a shorter barrel. Well, yeah, I mean... I'm just looking at it. I mean, the, the regular Mini 14 comes stock with like an 18-inch barrel, 18-something, so it can't, federally, if, if it's not an SBR, it can't be any lower than 16. Right. But... Um, <laughs> no, I'm just looking. But like I said, for the price... In my opinion, mm-hmm. if the Mini 14 is more expensive than the M4, to yeah. me, there's really not much benefit other than it just not being an M4. You mm-hmm. know, the hipstery kind of, I don't own an AR-15. I have a Mini 14. Like, the utility of it, I feel like, is that it is an actual, like, rifle rifle. Like you said, there's, you know, it's a derivative of the M14. It has those features that people know and love. But cost-wise, yeah. the AR-15 is just the better buy. It's the, more uh, modular. You could put optics on it. You could customize it way more. The Mini 14 is kind of antiquated in that sense, but by itself, it's a great rifle. But not at f- fucking over a thousand dollars. Not for me, at least. Maybe I'm just a cheap fuck. But <laughs> no, I mean, um, there's I mean, there's a price for everything for yeah, everybody, you know. Yeah. This is a head has the Butler Creek um, yeah. uh, folding stock on it, which is reminiscent of the AC5. Yeah, the Butler Creek is kind of yeah. cheap. It's not, yeah. you know. But it's, I mean, it's got the same look. Right. It's. Can you it's, swirl that, that laptop around? It's kind of all fucky. What do you want to see? I just want to see the picture of it. I just want to okay. see what it looks like. I'm going to turn it around. All right. Um, yeah, but for a thousand, over a thousand dollars for a Mini 14, that's, that to me is a tough sell, man. I mean, it takes proprietary mags. Oh, uh, that's like a stainless model. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. It looks cool. Yeah. Um, um, but for seven fifteen though, that's more. And with the mags, I mean, that's more. Right. So, with the mags and everything, that's a better buy. But right. Definitely a better. That's buy. gonna go well, up. Oops, shit. That's gonna go up in price. I mean, it's got. It's it has to. It has to. But it's it has one. You know, twenty four hours left. Twenty seven bids. If anybody yeah. wants it, it's there. And this is the option so. that this is. These are options that New Yorkers have, which we kind of get. Like I said, kind of fucked on on some yeah. things. You could either buy a totally compliant factory Ruger mm-hmm. Mini 14 yep. that places know that, hey, this is your option. You know, we're going to sell it for a high price, take it or leave it. No, oh, it has an 18-inch barrel on it. Oh, it looks maybe, so Maybe it's just a perspective of it, man. It's got to be. Yeah. Because it does look small. I mean... It did, yeah. but if it's got an 18-inch barrel... It says 18-inch. It says 18-inch. Just because you say how long it is doesn't necessarily I mean, have... That's, <laughs> it's not the size. It's not I the size swear of the barrel, it's 18-inch. It. <laughs> I swear it's 18 inches. Use the angles don't in look, that picture. <laughs> don't look 18 inches to me. I'm sure you say that yeah. a lot, John. Um, wow. But, you know, being in New York, we have limited options. Mm-hmm. And the, the Mini 14 used to be a very cost-effective option. Back in the day, man, a, a brand-new Colt uh, SP1 uh, rifle was only like 200 250 bucks, and the And the Mini 14 was known as the poor man's AR-15. <laughs> Nowadays, the Mini 14 yeah. is much more expensive than a, a decent AR-15. You know, pandemic mm-hmm. pricing aside, I know yeah. things are very crazy right now. But, you know, you used to be able to get a good AR-15 for like sub $800. Mm-hmm. Now, the Mini 14s are going for over $1,000. AR-15s are going for fucking way over $1,000, depending, you know, where you are and if you want to buy one versus build one, etc. So, I mean, there's really, to me, no advantage of that right now versus an M4 AR-15 platform because it takes proprietary mags, because it's not as modular as an AR-15. Um, but if you just like it because that's the platform that you like, then, mm-hmm. well, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, just a side note. There's a guy on here selling a 20-round box of 9mm. Oh, Jesus. I want you uh, to take a guess on how much 
it, are there bids on it or is it just like an asking price? It's like no, it's just like a buy now. Oh, buy it, now. It, and with a quantity of twenty five from a seller who's I'm gonna say fifty verified. bucks more. What? So <laughs> it's <Holy>. federal. <laughs> it's federal full metal jacket. It looks like. Uh, I think they might be hollow points. It looks in the picture like they're hollow points, but it doesn't say in the description. What's he selling it for? Seventy dollars. Yeah, that, seventy dollars for twenty yeah. rounds. Christ. With twenty five dollars shipping, oh my god! You pay a hundred dollars for a box of that milk. <laughs> Jesus, um, we hope that everybody listening has will not of ship ammo. to Alaska, California, Connecticut, Illinois, Massachusetts, New Jersey, New York, Hawaii, yeah, Washington. Bruh. Suspects. Oh yeah, now we're we're getting fucked right now. Actually, um, recently a buddy of ours, speaking of two two three and rifles, buddy of ours recently went upstate visit some family, and um, he went to a couple of shops looking for some two two three five six, and a couple of shops were like, uh, yeah, good luck. We haven't had that shit in like months. So his there's a, there's his, a guy here selling three hundred rounds for ninety bucks. Three hundred rounds of what? Of a nine millimeter. Oh, steel case though. Yeah, that's just I don't know. Go yeah. ahead. So. He his family member kind of like calls around, asks around, and he goes to he he sent me pictures. It was kind of funny. He says that he they told him about a guy who's selling ammo out of a barn on yeah, his property. That's the best, and I love that. And he drove the, like this dirt road, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I, I bought this round. It was like sixty cents a round, which isn't bad for now, but you know." He said he had right. a big barrel of it. And he was just scooping them out in a sandwich bags, so he only had a he had a limit of like fifty rounds or something that you could get at a time or something. Yeah. So he he went back the another day. But it was more a, a more appropriate price, unlike right. some other places who will sell you as much as you want, but it's like fucking a dollar around. Even then, man, I saw a, a post by a very big Long Island gun shop that they said, "Oh, we have five, five, six, nine millimeter, two, two, three in stock, uh, one box limit." And then they were panning the shelves of all like the ammo they had. Yeah. I'm like, one box? Well, I mean, there was the place that I told you about that wouldn't even sell it to me unless I went and rented a lane at their range. And, you know, like, that's... I get it. I'm not going to say they lost a sale because they're going to sell it. Right. But, you know, it's just another thing, man, that leaves a bad taste. I tried to buy local. Right. But now I'm just going to have to buy more online. Yes. You know, and get a better price. Um, I made a post on the Instagram last week or a week a week or two ago about some ammo I got recently. Kind of diverting from the Mini 14 here just for a minute, but kind of along the same lines. I got some Mosin ammo, and um, it was actually pretty reasonably priced. It was only $0.09 cents over what I paid pre-pandemic per round, which isn't bad considering, so I picked up some more. Yeah. And... Um, there is ammo out there, and that's one thing that I like about shooting kind of non-standard calibers. I'm not saying 762 by 39 or 762x54 rim aren't standard, but you know, when it comes down to people just hoarding all the 556, there's still 762 by 39 available. It's double the price of what it was, but that double the price is only 40 cents as opposed to a dollar around. So if I were to get, let's just say, a mini family of guns, you know, like the mini 14, mini 30, that's why I said I'd get a mini 30. Ammo availability is cheaper. Yeah. Um, I have, that's primarily what I shoot, 30 caliber, 760 by 39 commie stuff. If I was going to buy one new today, it would be a, it would be a mini 30. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Same reasons? Same or? reasons. Yeah. A hundred percent. You, you just, you can get the shit cheaper in, in right. good quantities. And, and right. You know. I also feel that for example, a mini 30 in 762 by 39 would be more reliable than, um, a 762 by 39 AR-15. Um, the biggest downfall mm-hmm. for 762 by 39 AR-15s is the magazines. Now, other companies have made 
um, what is it? CMMG made the Mutant, which is a lower AR-15 receiver lower that takes AK mags. So the the magwell area is milled off and it has a rock and lock feature okay. versus the more traditional way of having just a standard magwell and this funky, weird, curved um, AR mag. It's like it has to go in straight because of the straight walls of the, the receiver where mm-hmm. the magwell is, but then it curves to accommodate the curve of the bullet. Those mags are always a little wonky. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like if I didn't have a specialty gun like the CMMG Mutant, for example. You could Google a picture of the CMMG, CMMG Mutant. You'll see what I'm, I'm talking about. Um, like I said, it's a 762 by 39 upper, uses an AR-10 style bolt head because it's bigger for the 30 caliber. The lower receiver has where the magwell is, is milled off. I wouldn't say it's a super weird bend to the mag. No, no, no. Uh, on the CMMG Mutant? CMMG Mutant. No, no, no. That's a standard a- AK mag. Oh, so then what are you talking about? I'm talking about a standard AR-15, but in 7.62 by 39. Oh, so, for example, okay. if you Google 7.62 by 39 AR-15 magazine, the, the straight wall, is it looks like the letter J. That's pretty much what it looks like. And because the 7.62 by 39 has a certain curve to the bullet, the straight, mm. when you when the bullet gets to the straight portion, it could kind of cause some feeding issues. Yeah, it's a little weird looking. Yeah. Uh, if you see what I'm talking about. There. Yeah, definitely. So I would <laughs> it's get... It's like super dramatic. Dude. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's like straight, straight, straight. straight, straight. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why if I were to get the Mini uh, 30, that's what I would get it for is a, is in the 30 caliber, not the 223. Um, just because I feel it'd be more reliable. I feel like it's kind of... Um, you're not buying a niche AR just for that. You're buying a rifle in 30 caliber. Um, so for example... You know, for some people who don't have access to a gun like a specialty gun, like the mutant, let's just say that's the. I know there's others, but that's the one that just kind of pops into my head. What are you showing me now? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the uh, that's an SKS mag. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's just yeah. funny looking, dude. I know. That's how. That's Super one of those fucking... cheap metal high cap like fifty round <laughs> SKS duckbill mags. It's yeah. ridiculous. Um, that's a hundred rounds. It's a hundred rounds. <laughs> oh, hundred rounds. Yeah, shit. Why would you ever so, want that? It's gonna it be just, so heavy. I have no idea. Because it's a novelty I have thing. No idea. Um, Rather have a drum. Yeah, for sure. And that's um, one thing that is also, like I said, a detriment to the Mini 14 is yeah. the magazines. They're proprietary. Mm. If you don't get the original ones, sometimes the cheap ones can be kind of a little wonky. Like this 40 round mag, it just wobbles back and forth in the magwell, which isn't, yeah. which isn't well, that's, that great. That's just like a fucking yeah, I know. shitty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> but... Um, the 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 official Ruger mags. Yeah, no, the Ruger mags great. are great. Yeah, yeah. Even some of the ones that are like stamped, like shittily Mini fourteen on the bottom, like those are okay too. But this has like no, no markings. No, it's got no nothing. markings on it. <laughs> uh, here, give me. Yeah, I think even like the last time I went to the range, yeah. I, when I shot this, like there was multiple failures. Well, because the problem is the, the magazine doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't lock. seat right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't lock so, in the back, or it does, right. but it, it has play. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I I bought this like years and years and years yeah. ago, before any type of fucking, you know, safe fact, whatever. Right when pre banned things right. were allowed. Right, and um, you know, luckily now that uh, I'm leo, I can have it. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's it's not any good. So for people who are thinking about getting a Mini 14, um, there's plenty of used ones on the market, and the mm-hmm. older ones are actually way awesome. Like. If you look at the finish on the older ones, like John's uh, model here is an older pre-band um, one, and the finish on it is really nice. Um, the stainless ones now, I've seen the stainless ones, and they have like kind of like a rough cast look to them. Um, I know it's I know Ruger's kind of meant for like 
cost saving uh, that's they do in a lot of uh, casting, which is great. I mean, it's very strong. It's very proven if, if it's done right. But the older ones are great. The, the finishes were great on them. So if you're looking for a Mini 14, consider a used one. Consider one that's a little older. Um, you know, you might be able to save some money. I don't know about today's pandemic pricing. Also, if somebody is, let's just say, like new to firearms, like we did with Stevie, a uh, Mini 14 is an attractive thing because it doesn't look like a, quote, tactical, quote, assault rifle. I think a Mini 14 is a better option than an AR for a first-timer. Yeah. You think so? Um, yeah, like I said before, man, I just think it's more intuitive. I think it's I think it's easier to use. It might not be super easy to take down. Mm. I mean, I'm, it is easy to take down. Don't get me wrong. It's a yeah. little more complex, but it's easy. But it's but at the there's same time, it's like parts. not like I don't, there's, yes, there's but more moving parts in it. Yeah, AR. yeah, but it's still not hard to take down. Right. The trigger group, for example, is if you ever have to dis- disassemble it. I've done it like once or twice on my M1s. It's kind of a bitch. Yeah. But you, I've never done a full, right a full breakdown. No, it. you don't. Generally, right. you don't take apart the trigger group on a on an M1 family of rifles, whether it's the M1 carbine, the M1 rifle, the M14. I've done it before. It's kind of a bitch, but um, it's possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's one thing about the AR that I like is that things, it's just a few pins in the whole, if you need to take the triggers right. out, the trigger out for whatever reason, you, you don't really even have to clean it. You just got to give right. it a quick wipe down. Yeah. It doesn't get dirty. Kind of the same thing with the M1 family of guns, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a lot more moving parts. It's an older design. Um, not too much older. You know, the, the AR-15 was designed in like you know, the early 60s, late 50s. So it's not really that much older per se, but it's just a different thought behind it, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, like I said, it's more approachable to people who might not be so keen on firearms if they see a wooden stock gun yeah. versus, you know, the quote gun that they see, uh, the evil gun that they see on TV in the media. The evil, um, quote unquote. Evil yeah. Guns. Now, Stupid. I'm not, now, just to, just to like preface, it's, the M the Mini fourteen still has a history of some some pretty hanky shit. Mm-hmm. Um, people who used it in in massacres and crimes. Um, one of yeah. the most famous one was by a guy named Anders uh, Brevlik, which I, I don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. Fuck him anyway. Uh, he used a Ruger Mini fourteen along with a Glock thirty four in the two thousand eleven Norway attacks, during which mm-hmm. he fatally shot sixty nine people on an island summer camp and was further responsible for eight additional deaths in a bombing in Oslo. We should ban Mini 14s. Well, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, not that I'm saying we should ban them, but <laughs> no. Wait. I, wait, wait, wait. Time out. Time wait, out. pause. No, no, no. Pause. Your sarcasm is <laughs> yes. what I'm getting at. Yes. I Basically know, yeah. saying right. that no matter what gun you have, right. if you use it to kill people, yeah. then it is a, quote, assault rifle, sure. end quote. Sure. Um, more recently, in, in 2020... Uh, this guy in Canada used um, this guy by the name of Gabriel Wortman used a Ruger Mini 14 along with several other firearms in the 2020 Nova Scotia attacks. This resulted in the reclassification of the Mini 14 and at least 1,500 models and variants of other quote assault style firearms as prohibited weapons in Canada. So, so basically, some guy went nuts. I think a, a police officer was killed, and because he used a Mini 14, they they said, "Up." Oh, that gun is now evil, yeah. and we reclassified other 1,500 guns here in Canada, and you can't have it anymore. I am so fucking glad we have the Second Amendment in America. I mean, it's being mm. attacked every day, but shit like that is what causes these governments to yep. go full fucking retard and say, oh, no, now we're going to ban it. Yeah, so, it's not, not ideal. You know, it is, it's terrible that these things happen, but... Um, you know, any gun. Replace Mini 14 with any gun. M16. You know, he could have used a shotgun. He could have mm-hmm. used this. He could have used that. You know, it, it it doesn't matter the gun. And this is what people yeah. 
have to realize is that the people who want to take guns away want to just take the guns away. They don't care what kind of gun it is. So whether it's a Mini-14, whether it's an AR, whether it's an AK, no matter what's used in an attack, they want to take it away. The Virginia Tech shooter used two handguns, and he killed 34 fucking people, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, case in point, if they want to try and demonize a Mini-14 for being a, oh, quote, yeah. assault rifle... It's very easy. Yeah, it is easy right. to do, but... But you know what it is, though? What? I mean, te- technically it is an assault rifle if you put the certain certain things on it, but because it doesn't, it don't come out the box... A certain looking that certain way. I don't think even if you put a pistol grip on and a flash hider, it's an assault rifle. I don't think that's well. Obviously, you and I don't think that. <laughs> but I'm saying due to their cl- their classifications right. of things, yes, it is. Right. So, but you, so what you're saying is that it becomes the demonized thing as soon as you put the right parts on it. I suppose you know, but In it's like eyes. like anything else. A shotgun is not demonized until you right. put certain things on it. Right. A handgun also. I mean. More or less, but they're, they're not until you get put certain things on it. Yeah, you know, you they New York State Safe Act defines assault pistols. Yeah, so the Tech Nine, anything weighing over yeah. fifty ounces, right. so, magazine outside of the sure, pistol even grip. the things that aren't demonized per se. There's a lot of talk of AR-15s, 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 even AKs. Yeah, you know that gets dropped a lot, but. Something like this, it's not really... It's mainstream in the, in the shooters. Right. You know, shooters' mind. Uh, but, but on the people who want to ban guns, but it might to not be at the top of the list. But to people who aren't gun people, this they wouldn't know what this is. Right. But if you show them an AR, they're going to be like... Evil. That's a... Mm. Well, they probably... So you're saying that could be like the under... Like like the undercover kind of like... You know, it could be like the, the family wholesome wooden stock gun, but then if need be, that could be like the Sam Jackson bad motherfucker gun. What I'm saying is, <laughs> when we a perfect example of this is when we showed Stevie both yeah. pictures. One, it wasn't dangerous and it wasn't demonized, and the other with the wooden stock and with right. the tactical shit on it, all of a sudden it becomes demonized and scary, and you know that's kind of what I'm getting at. Right. That you're saying that it's it's not demonized, but it is. It's just not demonized out of the box. It becomes demonized once you add. At the end of the day, it's not the gun that's demonized, quote unquote. It's the parts that you put on it, really. And then they just sell it as, oh, this is a bad gun, you know? I suppose. Yeah, I, suppose. I mean, look, dude, if you put a wooden stock on this, it's not demonized. You put the synthetic stock with the pistol grip on it, game over. Yeah. So yeah. In some people's eyes, yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're not talking the about the, the sane, grabbers. normal people. <laughs> the eyes but, of the know, Democrats. The not, eyes. not all Democrats. Well, listen, any Democrat that still calls himself a Democrat and aligns themselves with these crazy nuts like Schumer and Pelosi and, yeah. and Feinstein. You, you know, they're, you listen, they're, they're pushing the a lot of crazier shit right now other than gun control. Yeah. I saw Biden actually said that he would not mandate. This is, I, I will give props to Biden on this one. Um, He's just said recently he will not mandate a COVID um, vaccine. It will not be a mandated on the federal level. He won't, but, you know. Yeah, well, it, he... If he doesn't want to do it, his his administration isn't going to do it. But I'm saying they could still do it in New York. Yeah, you know. But I'm saying like he, someone asked him like, "Hey, w- are you gonna are you gonna mandate a COVID vaccine?" And he was like, "No, you 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 can't really mandate people putting that shit in your body, man." I think that for certain things like like I, like we said in the previous podcast, you know, for example, if you go to a public school or if you 
you know, go to a public college, for example, um, you need certain vaccines in order to yeah. go. Yeah. So, I mean, look, that's a whole that's a whole different topic. Yeah. But well, I don't think that it's going to get to that point where they're going to mandate it for kids. Um, you'd be surprised, man. I mean, kids go to school wearing masks. I think especially yeah. in the high school mm-hmm. level, they're going to mandate it probably for high schools and junior highs. Maybe not elementary schools, Maybe, but definitely for high schools. I mean, well, I'm hoping at that point. Here's what I'm hoping. Okay. Well, there's there's two things, right? So Trump could win this. Still, it's still possible. You could roll your eyes, but nah. they they just ordered um or the the governor of uh, Georgia um a couple days ago just uh, put out that he wants voter registration uh, signature matching and all that stuff. That that could make a difference. Could make a difference. Could. I'm not saying that there is voter fraud, but I'm saying let's say let's on the off chance there is that could make a difference yeah. there. So I think that if Trump somehow. <laughs> Gets, Listen, gets, I'm I'm fucking hopeful, but I'm not putting my eggs in that basket. No, man. nobody is. No, well, I, I don't think anybody really is. Yeah. But what the point I'm trying to make is, in regard to COVID, if Trump manages this, then COVID's not going to stop. If Biden maintains his his win and gets his electoral votes, they'll push out this vaccine, and in six months, this shit will be gone. <sighs> I think it will be not a story anymore. You know, it's crazy. Speaking of COVID, I'm going to just do a little sidebar here. I know we we're supposed to be talking about the Mini 14 and whatever. Oh. Um, recently, we're just I, shooting the shit. I work, I work in aviation. And um, somebody mentioned to me about, you know, we were talking about Pfizer, um, you know, with the vaccine and everything. He's yeah. like, you know, I was at, I was at a Teterboro Airport. Not me, but the, the person telling me the story who I work with. I was at Teterboro Airport in New Jersey and uh, Pfizer's private jet landed. He said they flew a uh, Gulfstream G550. And Pfizer's private jet landed and they had all these cars out in the ramp and people with boxes. And then they put these boxes in the cars and then they they drove off really quick. Yeah. I think that things are in the works for a COVID vaccine. This is this is the person who who I believe like he's not just making the shit up like this is. You should see sometimes, man. I saw one time a prisoner transfer, <laughs> like a guy federal, yeah. like he they they transport him via private jet, a small mm-hmm. one, not like something huge, right. but you know, the black cars, lights on the ramp, guy yeah. in handcuffs, oh, ankle yeah, yeah, shackles, yeah, yeah. getting in the plane. I'm just like they had the whole ramp closed down. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But so I mean, crazy shit does happen, man. But um, yeah, not to get too much sidebar from the gun, but yeah, definitely like things with the vaccine are are moving. Things hopefully. Yeah. I'm just saying it. I'm calling it. If Biden maintains his win, then COVID will end, be ending sooner than it will if right, Trump, Trump... Because there's going to be a lot more politics played. And exactly. All that bullshit. Well, I have no doubt that they want to shut down everything and make it oh, yeah. super shitty just so they could say they inherited a bad economy from Trump. Oh, yeah. Trump ruined the economy. Trump did this. No. no. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> you know? fucking China plummeted the economy with them releasing a virus, but whatever. Right. You know, and oh, speaking of, um, I don't know how you feel about this, John, but to people in Staten Island, I don't know if you've heard the news about that story, Max. Uh, Max yeah, Pub. I saw. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I've been following the story, mm-hmm. and I just want to say, like, yep. you guys are fucking awesome. Yep. Do if anybody's thing. listening in Staten Island, do your thing. Do your thing. Protest. Let them really know how you feel. Yeah. I know the owner was arrested. Yeah. Um, they got one I, block I, away. You could fucking eat inside, yeah. and then yet right. now, and this is the side that yep. primarily voted Republican. It yes. Was, yes. And. They basically, and I don't know what actually went into this, but de Blasio basically split Staten Island to the, yeah. on a North Shore and a South Shore basis. Yeah. In the South Shore, he closed everything down, which coincidentally happened to be a very, rep- they voted re- Republican. They didn't vote for him. Um, and then he let the North Shore pretty much run and operate as normal, uh, COVID normal anyway. 
Um, and they just happened to be the side that voted for him. Did that, was that taken into consideration for him? I don't know, probably not. But um, that's what they're trying to push. And um, yeah, like Taylor said, like a block away, you could eat openly and do your thing. And then all of a sudden they shut down everything else on the south side. It's like, I I heard an interview with their, uh, with their, uh, what's it called? Their lawyers. Yeah, and they got like yeah, they got like fifty thousand dollars in fines. The lawyer shows up and he gets fines, which is like totally fucking crazy because that that's his representation. He's legally allowed to show up if you know if there's an issue with the law. So that's bizarre. Um, And then one of the owners did get arrested. Uh, I do want to point out that it was the sheriff. Yeah, the sheriffs that were yeah the the sheriffs look exactly like the NYPD in the city. Um, it was the sheriff's department. They also made that very clear, which I definitely appreciate because you don't want the wrong agency getting flack for something that they didn't yeah. do, which happens a lot lately. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's the sheriff's department. So Yeah, so Max Public House, um, you know, we've been following the story. We've been seeing what was going on. And just to let you know, we, we support you in we that. We definitely support your right to protest yeah. and fight back on the... Uh, on these restrictions. Yeah, they were that saying how they're just so fa- unfairly divided like I know, divvied it's up. Ridiculous. You you have these you have huge box stores with hundreds of people in it. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? And and, it, and it's funny and and I noticed and I saw a couple memes on it where like basically now what has happened it, it went from like you can't indoor dine but you can outdoor. So people were like intense and the tents were open. Right. Now people are building fucking buildings yeah, outside of their buildings. Yeah, like wooden structures. I see it all, all over the city. Yeah. They're fully fully like enclosed Closed. wooden with plexiglass. Yeah. No ventilation. Right. At least in a restaurant you have fucking you have AC units, heating units, they suck air out, they push right. air in. Right. Now you just have if stagnant hundreds, air. If hundreds of people can go Black Friday shopping, there's no reason why a restaurant owner can't keep his business open, even at reduced capacity, and abide by simple COVID yeah. regulations. I think I saw in, um, I, damn, I'm not sure what state. might have been California. I think it was California. Um, there was a restaurant owner who uh, put out, um, She was. she's under COVID restrictions, have yeah. to make, has to make sure everybody's outside. Everything is open. She has tables seven feet apart mm-hmm. so everyone can socially distance. Right across the street from her, in the parking lot, They, the governor or whoever decide, decides, approved like a movie studio to come and film, and they just have fucking tents with fucking seats. Oh, yeah. Nobody is social distancing, and she was fucking in tears like, I'm here struggling. Right. They want to shut me down. I'm doing everything that they want me to do, and they still want to shut me down. And right across the street, I have a film crew yeah, doing whatever they want because they're considered essential. I don't get the it. fuck? I don't get Absolutely it. Absolutely not. I don't And get this it. is why people are so fucking fed up. Right. This is why, like you said, this is why people are fed up. This is why people, I feel like, are seeking out, um, you know, media, other alternative forms of media, like even us. I mean, I would say we're alternative media per se. Yeah. Um, <laughs> people who are yeah, pro-freedom, sure. very yep. pro just people going about their business in a yeah. safe way and as long as right. you're not hurting anybody yeah. you know listen new york rent utilities rent are sky high some of the highest in the country some of these restaurants have to deal with leases and rent that are astronomical and if they don't have the business coming in yeah. how are they going to afford that and i know people who didn't get any government assistance oh, yeah. businesses my barber um he told me that the that they signed whatever executive order trump signed yeah. whatever executive order they, he signed right to give COVID relief money. And they were supposed to get a certain amount of money based on some factors. Right. He signed it. And then 
here they and then all of a sudden they changed it and he was he they changed it to from him getting like one lump sum I guess based on like how much he makes and how much he you know he thinks he's lost right. and his rent and all that stuff they changed it to how many employees he has working there so it's like five and it, people or some well, shit like it's that, him and his even. wife yeah oh man so you you're talking about being shut down for you know right. five six months right and this poor guy went from thinking, hey, let me apply for all this stuff. I'm going to get the money based on a percent of what I lost. And no, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, no, no, it's not about that. It's about based on how many people you have working for you. He's like, it was like $5,000 per person. Like, What am I supposed to do with $10,000? This, like, is, this is one thing that I do jive with the left on is that their their argument is that, you know, the, the small businesses are being shut down, but yet big box retailers, corporations are making out. They are allowed to stay open. Meanwhile, communities are struggling because you of think these. the left is saying that. Well, everyone's saying it, but you know, I hear it also from the left. They're they're also saying like you know the people need payouts and whatever. I, I get everybody that. that I know who is a left a leftist quote unquote leftist person is super in favor of shutting down, super in favor of all these restrictions, and they have nothing to say about these big box stores. Now, there, I'm sure there are people who feel that way, right. but I think the general consensus From what I've is, read, it's that people were complaining, like, like for example, Amazon. Okay. They were saying that Amazon, obviously, during the pandemic, has made, made fucking so much money right. because of everyone staying home, home delivery, and they're saying that companies, you know, I, listen, I'm not, this is, like I said, this is something I could jive with. I don't agree with it. I just but, don't think that it's a, that that's a generally that's a general left thing. I've I've heard a lot of it. I, I've read a lot of it on like social media by people who I know are on the left. So it's individual so, opinions. Yeah, but I don't say necessarily. Okay, I shouldn't have spoken for the whole left. Let's just say. No, I'm just but, saying like you have the left who are pushing all these restrictions and pushing closing bu- right. businesses, and you have the king of the left, Biden, who wants to fucking shut down for another six weeks. I don't think that this is a leftist talking point that they don't believe that small businesses should be down, shut down at all. I think that that's a right talking point is that everything needs to be fairly done. Mm-hmm. That if you're going to have big box stores open, then we need to figure out a way to have small stores open as well. Maybe I should have prefaced it was just some people that I've read that were on the left. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't right. think that because I don't, I don't want to defend them on that at all because right. I don't Congress, think that that's what it is. Politicians were trying to work together with, get a stimulus bill through and people were playing politics, and unfortunately, of course. people, individuals, and businesses didn't get the help right. they needed yeah. because the government said, hey, you got to close down, but we're not going to give you any recourse. You know, I think that, listen, if the government is making a business close down, they shouldn't have to pay taxes. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. pay. Obviously, rent is a, is a tricky thing because if yeah. somebody else owns that, then they're due money, you know, whatever. But, you know, from a government perspective, if you're not allowed to operate, then you shouldn't be right. collecting revenue, Yeah, you know? That's that's what that's more so what I'm getting at. I just don't think it's the government's place to shut down a business at all. I really don't. I think you could say to them, "Hey, look, let's let's work it out where it's safe in a certain situation." But to basically right, to, to basically down. say to you, "You can't operate." Yeah. That you can't do that. Right. I, I don't think that. Right. I, I just you don't know, think like that's, I said, I don't if, think that the common sense thing is if a virus spreads amongst a mass group of people, let's just say, then you reduce the capacity of a restaurant sure okay all right you can only operate at 50 percent. right okay. okay whatever it's like a slow tuesday every day but yeah you're still making money you're still in business you, you can still, still do a shitload of takeout yeah. you can you know still operate so there's that... just there's just certain things like that that works really well let's say even if you wanted to say okay 50 percent capacity for a restaurant you could do takeout 
that's a great model for a restaurant, but that's not a great model for a bar. No, that's not a great model for a nail salon, a hair salon, a barber shop. That's not a great salon for uh, not a great model for a lot of things. And they just grouped everyone together. Hey, you, this right. is this, and you music can't do venues. It. I mean, right. shit, fucking goodbye concerts and yeah. goodbye music yep. industry. How about what was the place in Amityville that closed? Yeah, Revolution. Uh, Revolution. Yeah, yeah, our our local good bar right. venue to go right. to, and it's and it's done. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm hopefully it'll reopen as something else down the line. I'm yeah, sure it will be bought. But... It's set up as a music venue. Yeah, it's turnkey, right. but the people who invested their time, money, yeah. life, life savings, yeah. who use that business to buy their house put food on their table, send their kids to school. It's, it's yeah, gone. It's no, gone for them. Down, which is something I don't agree with. All right, no, not at all. So this is why I think everybody needs to go out and buy a mini 14. Yeah. And I, I think you're going to see one. more and more people get tired of this. I know I, people already are, man. Oh yeah. And you know, there's a certain threshold that people really have to stay behind. You know, obviously at the drop of a hat, I mean, I'd like to think that I'm a civilized person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just going to go out there and, you know, start doing shit because no. of certain things. It has yeah. to really get to the point for me. You know, I got a family. I got a job. Well, I think it really upset people because we went from three weeks to stop the spread to flatten the curve right. to everything is shut down until we have a cure. Right. To, so what is oh, it? we need a vaccine. It's just like people got pushed and pushed. Okay, you know what? I can get behind three weeks. Um, it's going to be hard for my business, but it is right. what it is. Oh, now you want to extend it to flatten the curve? It's going to be really hard. Hopefully, I get some assistance. Then right. it's we can't reopen shit until we have a fucking vaccine and, and a we cure? don't get assistance. My like I said, my barber he he even applied for unemployment and like he just never got it. Yeah, some and he's entitled to it. Yeah. He's entitled to it. I know it's wild. So man. <laughs> I feel bad for him, man. He said that business is down like sixty percent because like it. not only did what whatever happened, but people are just afraid to come back. People taught themselves how to cut their hair. And now what? Now you realize, shit, I don't need a barber. It was great when I was able to go back to my barber. Yes. And I was even talking to him. Yes. It. I'm glad they're open yep. and they're doing good. When I was in there, I mean, you know, they have like the shower curtains up in between. the. Th- I'm like, what the right. fuck is a shower curtain? Do my do guy don't, doesn't have that. He just pretty much lets one person in the business at a time. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. My barber, there's like one, there's like five chairs yeah. in the place. So, I mean, it he's was got pretty five spread chairs. out. Yeah. He's got five chairs. He's got, you know, he's got a regular thing yeah. but what he does is like if you want to come in he puts your name on a list and he goes go wait back in your car and when one guy right. leaves he comes out and points to you you're next i mean it's fine it works you so know one thing i think we could take away from this john is if anybody out there listening has a business or anybody out there wants to let's just say promote a business or to try and get you know some 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 you know recognition out there comment on our facebook page say hey i'm on long island i run this business yeah. if you guys need this come to me or hey i'm upstate i do this this and this yep. talk to me you know use send kind us, of our send platform us, send us here's what you do send us a dm of what you do give us a little story about yourself and we'll give you a shout out on we'll give you a shout out on the on the instagram and on 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 a show right it'll be on there forever we're not charging you for we anything want, that's fucked up yeah but. we want people to like i said kind of use this yeah. as a community sure. as a podcast as yeah. a, a launching platform for ideas and conversations yeah. i mean staying armed staying safe yeah. staying vigilant yeah. these are yeah. things that we need to do the, and a lot of those things also come from yeah. business and mm-hmm. making a yeah. living yeah D- dm us because i don't want our, our facebook to turn into like a big advertisement for every <laughs> fucking business on long island but I suppose yeah dm us tell us where you're at right you know, or if, maybe if you're a gun, if, if you're a gun shop, if you know, whatever, whatever you are, man. Right. Like, there's a there's a lot of small businesses out there. So, yeah. If, and yeah. Um, you know, if you stay in business and you make some profits, go buy a Mini 14. 
definitely buy guns. Bring it, general. bring it round, bring it right back round here. Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. So, John, any last words on the Mini Fourteen? Buy one before we sign off. Buy one, but don't pay don't a ridiculous fucking, amount of money yeah, for it. Don't ask rape. There's so many of them out there. I feel <laughs> like if you go to any little, I said don't don't get. You just said. Did you get Stevie caught it? You just go. Don't ask rape. <laughs> don't get ass rape. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what you I mean, meant. Listen. It, <laughs> I mean, don't Bro. ass rape or don't get ass raped. I mean, it's a neither it's, are good. Don't do any of that. That's totally fucked. If you're selling plenty, a gun, don't do the don't price raping. don't price gouge anybody. But uh, don't don't feed into it. Like, right. I don't know if I told the story on here. I have a relative who bought oh, a gun at like yeah. three times the amount oh, of money. My God. Uh, he's you know he's got the money to waste, but it's not the point. You're 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 just giving these people the you know. The basically the yeah, authority to say, hey, we could sell it for fucking three times the amount. There's people plenty buy it. of mini fourteens out there in existence, and I feel like if you go to any gun shop or even any used gun shop, you might even be able to find one just pretty reasonably priced. Probably, you know? I would definitely say follow all your local gun shop spots and yeah. see, you know, see what they see what they have. Give them a call, right. see if they got anything. Go in, look around. And right. you never know what you'll find. Or so. if anybody notices one at a gun shop and wants to post on the New York Gun Guys Facebook page and say, hey, it was just at such and such gun shop. They had this, this, and this. Feel free to. You might be able to help somebody out in that way. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, <laughs> so this was an interesting episode, John. We kind of meandered a little round a bit. That's okay. You know? I think it makes it more interesting. There's only so much you could say about the I Mini know, 14. About the mini you, know, 14. You, can't, you can't talk about the Mini 14 for fucking for an hour. No, and, I know. Uh, and this uh, is you why... You say the same shit. And this is why, like... This is how John and I just talk. Like yeah. we just kind of talk, and then we go on a tangent, and then we yeah. do this, and we do right. that. But you know, I hope people can really just kind of, you know, grasp what we're saying or jive with what we're saying because I think I, people. Do. I think it does. You know, we're just normal guys. We're not, you know, we're not high production guys. We we don't make money from this. We don't advertise. So this is just yeah. us just being ourselves. Yeah, pretty much. Me and my fucking just craziness sometimes. Well, you're a little weird. I am, but and I'm, I'm tired. I worked last night. I worked midnight. So. Oof. But uh, I guess that's it for today for the Mini 14. Taylor, thank you for coming. Yeah, we course. will thank the Mini 14 for being here as yes, well. Yes, thank you, Mini 14. Um, guys, like, share, subscribe, listen to the podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much everywhere now, um, Instagram, Facebook, like us, share us, please. Um, and uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, thanks, guys. We will, uh, we will see you guys next time. And as always, stay safe. Thank you very much for tuning in to today's episode of the New York Gun Guys podcast. If you guys enjoyed the show, check out our previous episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you can find a podcast. Uh, we have new episodes every Monday and Friday, so check us out. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at NYGunGuys. Check us out. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you very much for tuning in, and as always, stay safe.